Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. Welcome back to part two with Jeff Rose, the explant liaison. He is also an expert in skincare and beauty. If you've already checked out part one on explants and breast implant illness, thanks again for tuning in to part two. And if you haven't, be sure when you're done with this, you go check out part one and don't forget to share this important information with your friends and family. This is crucial, critical health information that we're given real talk about the signs and symptoms of getting in breast breast implants and what kind of plan you need to have if you do choose to go through with it, but also the very real truth and medical risk that breast implants carry. Now, Tammy is joining us today. She's actually feeling a little bit under the weather, but just like when we get a special treat from our friend or our mom, when we're not feeling good, hopefully that'll spark the mood. So today we're taking Tammy to the candy shop and giving her a skincare and anti-aging conversation with Jeff Rose. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Thank you so much. And this is, you know, really one of my favorite topics because it's been a personal passion of mine uh, since my late 30s, anti-aging and skincare. I mean, we all want to look and feel our best and that's what anti-aging is all about. And there's a lot of confusion about it. There's even more confusion about skincare because Every day, you know, the television, uh, the internet, I mean, everywhere we go, we see ads for different products. Everyone is the best and everyone is a miracle cream. And so I always like to clarify and help women and men to understand what anti-aging and skincare is actually all about. You know, the first thing I always talk about when it comes to skincare is it's actually more important what you take off your skin than what you put on your skin. Let me give you an example. How many people out there have tried so many different miracle creams that you're hoping is going to be the one and it's disappointed you? I think we all have. And there is no miracle in a bottle there is no one product that is going to make you look 10 years younger but there are systems there are routines and there are some specific products that produce what i call measurable results they're condition specific for me to give an endorsement to any product it's got to meet those two criteria. It has to be condition specific, meaning if I ask you, what are you using it for? You should be able to say, oh, I want to have less wrinkles. Um, and does it have measurable results? Can you see over a period of time in before and after pictures, can you see a lessening of wrinkles? If you can see that, you have a winner. Now, what I meant by it's more important what you take off your skin. We've all heard about removing dead skin cells and exfoliating. 
And the number one thing, and it's been that way for a long time, is retinols. And whether it's a prescription one or one you get over the counter, that's a good one. What a retinol is, and it's a derivative of vitamin A, it's a chemical exfoliant. So it's not a magic cream you're putting on your skin, but it's a actual uh, serum is the word I'm looking for. It's a serum which is more potent than just a cream that will actually chemically exfoliate your skin and it will remove dead skin cells and make your skin look brighter and younger and over time you will have less wrinkles it's the one standard proven thing that if you use the retinol at nighttime of course and the sunscreen the next morning because your skin will be more photosensitive and you don't want to get a sunburn and do more damage when you're trying to have better skin so very important to use a good retinol at bedtime a good sunscreen in the daytime even when you're driving the sun that comes through when you're driving i mean you know walking outside i mean these um rays from the sun yes they're very good for giving you vitamin d and it feels good but they're also producing a lot of free radical damage which is aging you and we're trying to look younger so you know there's always a happy medium i mean most of us love getting a little bit of sun it feels good and it's okay to get 15 to 20 minutes a day of sun exposure but you should still wear a sunscreen and you will still get the benefits um there's some really good sunscreens out it pays to invest in a good one and it will reap its benefits for many many years to come so um but just touching on the exfoliation part again real quickly is i said chemical exfoliation which is what a retinol is but physical exfoliation like a scrub you know most of us have used a scrub at one time or another but i would say probably 95 percent of physical facial scrubs do more damage than they actually help you because they're very irritating and they create inflammation. So chemical exfoliation is without a doubt the preferred method to do your exfoliation, get rid of those dead skin cells, and you will see a difference if you just did that. But I can certainly touch on some other things that you can do during the day. And it's better to just keep it very simple and i'll be happy to get into that as well so what's your thoughts on uh aside from the chemicals and products what's your thoughts on face yoga i'm not sure if we went over this on the last um health and beauty podcast that we did but um i knew about face yoga then and i see it's really growing in popularity honestly i've heard mixed reviews on it um some people have said some really good things about it and I've heard some people say they didn't really see much. So I think the jury's still out on it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I like to really be convinced and I like people to always have what I call a core routine 
that you know is going to benefit you on a daily basis. And then if you want to add in these extra things, that's perfectly fine as well. But the key is consistency and doing something that's effective. I think we all have learned about, you know, don't use bar soaps and use a very gentle cleanser on our face. I think that's been drilled into us for years and years now. I think that's a no-brainer. You know, no harsh bar soaps. They're, they're not meant for your face. They just strip the oils away and they're just not good for you. But, you know, a gentle cleanser, uh, you know, after doing a gentle cleanser, um, the most important thing next that this is all the latest research, and this is even probably since we've even spoken that there's new information about skincare, and I always like to stay on top of it. And they have a name for it, they call it layering. Okay, what they mean by that is they've learned that by layering some call it cocktailing you know sometimes you can mix different things together in the palm of your hand before applying it but i think they've gone more in the direction of layering this way it's done in a more specific order for instance everybody at least in the morning and they're also recommending it if you can in the evening as well is a hyaluronic acid serum very very important it hydrates you while your skin is still slightly wet, you apply the hyaluronic serum, and that's a good base of moisturization. And it also allows the second product to penetrate. Now, some people will want to follow it up with, let's say, a vitamin C cream, which is fine, but you have to be really picky with a good one because a lot of them will oxidize, and by the time you apply it, it it does not work let me give you an example um one of the warnings that they tell you is when you buy a vitamin c cream it should be white a lot of vitamin c creams are yellow in nature and the reason companies do that manufacturers do it is that if they make a yellow vitamin c cream if it oxidizes it would turn yellow but you would never know that because it's already yellow. So if you stick to a white cream and it stays white and you know it's a good product, then you can be assured of its potency. And then if it does start to turn color in yellow and oxidize, you'll know it. But the biggest red flag is if you see a yellow vitamin C cream, it's done to take away knowing if it has indeed oxidized and it's it's one of the things to avoid but the next most important thing in the morning especially is a good moisturizer and a lot of us are looking for all these fancy peptides and you know other ingredients that you know are touted as you know a miracle in a bottle but if you do gentle cleansing a hyaluronic acid serum and you put a really good moisturizer over top. Now, my personal preference is the Kiehl's moisturizer. Kiehl's, if you really research it, it's been around a long time. It is so natural and clean. If you got it in your eyes, it won't even burn. That tells you something right there about the lack of harmful chemicals in there. It's a very clean product. 
It's a tremendous moisturizer. And oh, you put it about a minute after you apply the hyaluronic acid serum, you put the moisturizer over your whole face and you let that sit in a little bit. And either you can apply one that has a sunblock put in, or you can then put a sunblock over top of that if you're going outside. So that to me is a perfect morning routine. And then at night, of course, you know, the retinols, uh, you can also put the hyaluronic acid on before you put a retinol on your face. In fact, a lot of the top dermatologists are recommending the layering because some people will get irritation from the retinols and have to stop using it. But they found by layering, first putting the hyaluronic acid serum on, then you apply the retinol and then you put a moisturizer over top of it, you get the same benefits, but your skin does not become irritated and you're able to tolerate. A lot of people have come to me because this is something I've done for over 25 years now, you know, being involved in plastic surgery, anti-aging. I used to have my own skincare company. So I do know a lot about skincare, what works, what doesn't, you know, unfortunately most of it is marketing. And I mean, it just is, I hate to say it, but um, there are some really good pieces of information that are out there now uh, that you can, you know, go on YouTube. I mean, when somebody asked me, um, Jeff, is there anyone I should watch? You know, there's so many people pushing product or talking about skincare. Who really knows what they're talking about? Well, if you want to get the quickest education from the most legitimate, knowledgeable person out there who's on YouTube, just follow Dr. Dre. That's D-R-A-Y. She will give you everything that I've learned. And, you know, from spending 10 years in Beverly Hills, this is where I learned a lot of things about proper skincare. So she's terrific. There's another doctor, uh, Dr. Jessica Wu. I know she's on some TV commercials. I, I've actually known Jessica for a long time from my years out there, um, probably close to 25 years. And, you know, she's kind of the dermatologist to the stars, as they say. She legitimately is. And um, she also really knows what to do. But uh, those two, but Dr. Dre has a huge following and she really focuses on core skin care. So, you know, that's just some very basic information on skin care that if you just do those simple things on a daily basis, they will by itself get your results. And you know what else I really like is sleep masks. It's like whenever you, it's like a gel form. And whenever you put all your skincare on layered, exactly like Jeff said, let it sit for a minute or so. And then you put the sleep mask on the gel sleep mask. And I think it works amazing. Yeah, uh, actually, that's a great point that you brought up, uh, Tammy, about Jeffree Star. I just was talking about actual dermatologists, but from a non-doctor, yeah, Jeffrey Thor has been around a long time on social media, and he does a really good job. Yeah, he does mix in a lot of makeup, and but he does address skincare as well, and he is, you know, very knowledgeable. So, uh, you know, great point on that, and also uh, on the retinol. I know you've been always diligent and passionate about your skincare, and have always 
taking care of your skin every time I've seen you. You've had very good glowing skin, and you know, and and it is. It's a routine, and it's consistency. Things don't happen overnight, but when you do these things routinely, morning and night, you will see results. I mean, there's no product that's going to be a miracle for you uh, overnight. Now, there is a couple of products that have come out in the last couple of years where they're counted as like Botox in a bottle. And there's a couple of them that do work. Now, what I mean by that is when you apply these gels, they're almost always a gel, they really have to be, they will tighten up your skin for about eight hours and it will take away wrinkles, but it's temporary. You're not getting any long-term benefits from it. But let's say you have an event you want to go to or you just want to look good a certain day. You can use one of these products and like within five minutes of it drying on your face, if you took a before and after picture, people will think you had Botox done all day long. I mean, there are, there's a couple of them that are advertised. Uh, the one that I like the best, um, if you want something that doesn't cake up on your skin, because that's the biggest challenge with those type of products, uh, Peter Thomas Roth makes one. And uh, it's it's a, I think it's called the, like a firming serum and they make one for the eyes and they make one for your whole face, but you can use the one for your face. But most people have the problem under the eyes and that's the main focused one, but you can use it over your whole face and within minutes, you'll feel a tightening. And when you look in the mirror, you're like, oh my God, most of my wrinkles are gone. But again, it's, it's temporary. It's about eight hours. Um, but I always think it's a good thing to keep around and it will make a huge difference. And especially a lot of people, you know, will ask me, you know, Jeff, I really don't want to get Botox. I try to stay away from those chemicals and fillers. And is there anything that you could recommend that's closer? Well, of course, a consistent skin routine. But if you really want something that works like Botox, that, I mean, you can use it every day if you want to, which it's not going to have any long-term accumulative benefits but you can use one of these gels and it actually works better than botox uh, i've compared them if you use the right one there's no need to get botox done but if somebody wants botox and they want to get it then you know yeah they just have to do it every three months because it doesn't last most people have learned that not everyone does but you know usually after 10 to 12 weeks it's completely out of your muscles because that's what Botox does. It paralyzes your facial muscles where they inject it. And it's very important to go to the right injector, the right doctor that knows how to do it because it's only as good as the person injecting it. And also for safety reasons, if it's injected improperly, you can have some pretty bad side effects to it, including trouble swallowing and headaches and other issues. and so, you know, you don't want to just pick someone that's charging a discounted rate to go and get your Botox. I mean, you know, 
it's still talked about, maybe not as much as it used to be. There used to be these big Botox parties, remember, where, you know, someone that would eject would, you know, go to somebody's house and advertise and, you know, 30 people would show up and, you know, they would get a discounted rate. And, you know, you don't hear as much about them anymore. I mean, occasionally, because I think people are becoming a little bit pickier about who they use for injecting. I'm not saying, of course, anyone that has those parties is not good at it, but you just want to really do your homework, not just with the product, but who's actually putting it into your body. And, you know, that's one of the things that I do is look at things and people that are putting things into your body. And of course, with explanting, taking them out of your body. Yeah, just recently I saw an ad for Botox on Instagram, and it was it was just very like I'm gonna go ahead and say it misinformation, and uh, I was just like looking at this like wow you know they they took it to next level marketing lies or whatever, and so I commented on the post, and um, some girl that I, I'm just going to say that is wearing a doctor coat on Instagram, because you never know who these people really are. She commented and said, you, um, there is no harmful side effects that could happen with Botox. And there is tons of research saying it's perfectly safe. And that's a, oh, it's a, tons of scientific research saying it's perfectly safe. And then I'm like, okay, case in point, if somebody spells scientific with a C, you probably shouldn't believe what they're saying. <laughs> that was the first thing. And then I just said, you better stop looking at paid research because you're doing all these people like uh, a huge misservice by like selling people this stuff, um, which it probably truly wasn't as friendly as an exchange as that. <clears throat> but, you know, for just shits and giggles, I'll say that's how I said it. And, um, but since making that comment, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people liked what I said, you know, about that's paid studies. So while it's aggravating that people are putting that type of fake information out there, it is nice that, you know, hundreds of people are like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not that stupid. I'm not going to believe this ad. So that's nice to see as well. So, and, um, and as far as Botox goes, you know, to each their own, um, I did Botox back in the day and it just kind of stopped working on me um which is a good thing because after having breast implant illness and going through all of that like i don't care how old i look i'm not putting anything fake in my body ever again not a birth control not botox not anything even um you know not feeling so hot today i felt really guilty i told my sister my headache was so bad i took two advil i usually won't even take a over-the-counter thing like that but you know, I really don't feel like going to the store either. But these people that are, um, you know, putting all this stuff in their body, I really wish after going through what I went through, I wish somebody would have told me then what I know now. So I guess that's why I don't hold my tongue on social media. So when it comes to Botox and being in the industry that you are and knowing so much about skincare, can you tell us like a story about like the nastiest Botox reaction you've ever seen? Well, yes, uh, Tammy. Actually, when I was working in Beverly Hills, I mean, you can only imagine the amount of women and men that were getting Botox done. I mean, it was off the charts. And knowing a lot of 
doctors and injectable nurses that were doing it. Uh, it was such a difference, not only in, you know, what you mentioned, you have to remember, you are putting something toxic into your body. I know they say it's safe because it's like micro dosing small amounts, but you're still putting it into your body. And if it is injected wrong, you can absolutely, and people have, and I've seen it, just what you're talking about, I've seen some really bad Botox. The number one thing that you still see today is one eye drooping, if it's not injected correctly, is you'll see one eye up and one eye drooping down. That's the number one mistake that happens in delivering Botox when somebody does not know how to inject properly. Uh, also, sometimes by using too much, you can make the eyes droop as well. So that's the number one thing that I see the most. I mean, it's not a horrible side effect as far as your health is concerned, but you do look a little bit funny and people are going to ask you, oh, what happened to your eye? I mean, you know, and especially when you're in the field like me and been around this, I mean, if I look at somebody, I know it's probably from a bad Botox injected into them. But I've seen people have too much done as well, where you probably have seen it as well, where you can see where somebody literally can't move their face. I mean, they can't smile. Uh, there are, you know, they, they can't, you know, move their brows and they're over Botox and their face is paralyzed. And some have told me, oh, I love this look. I love the fact that the doctor gave me, you know, so much and was aggressive. And I love the look of, you know, not of being tight and not being able to move. Well, it doesn't look natural. And like, that's one of the things that we always talk about in our office. If somebody wants Botox, we're not gonna be super aggressive and just, you know, if, if you want it to be where, you know, it is so noticeable to everybody, that's not what we do. We're, we're gonna make it look very, very natural and do the minimum to get you some results because sometimes like they say, less is better or less is more and this is the case to keep it natural and also to keep the risk of side effects down you know as i mentioned earlier i've seen people have trouble swallowing because the botox was injected improperly and it leaked down into the throat area affected their throat muscles so imagine having the inability to talk or swallow properly i mean there are some things that can be given to you to either lessen or take away the side effects, but who wants to even be in that position? So those are the main things that I've seen where if you're talking about extreme, yeah, a lot of people with the droopy eyes, but the biggest one is, I mean, I can look at somebody and you can just say, see that they're over Botox. They were given too much. They went to a facility or a doctor that, or an injector that was just, hey, I'm going to pay for it because you pay per unit. Just give me as much as going to give me the results that I want. Some will, after getting it done the first time, they will come back 
about a week later, because it takes about a week, to, and they'll want more because some will say, okay, let's give it a week. Let's see what it looks like. If you need more, if you come back, we'll get more. And I've seen people come back a third time and get it done. And there's a small percentage that, like you said, some people don't get results from it. Their body gets used to it. It doesn't work on everybody. And there's no point in getting it. And others are just, you know, resistant to it where they do, they do need more, but there's also a lot of people that just, want that Botox look. I mean, I've had people tell me, hey, if I'm going to get it, then I want it to be noticeable. So, and that was the old thing with implants. If I'm going to get it, I want them to be noticeable. I don't want them to be natural. But things have changed now where the natural look is in for almost everything. And, you know, whether it be having the natural organic look for your breasts, your face. So I think for the most part, I mean, there's always going to be a small percent, but we've got to the point where, the natural, organic, healthy look is the end look right now. Yes, um, and, and I like that. I like seeing that trend through a lot of women. And um, I'm ready for the lip injection one to fall off the map. You know, that's like, and I understand as people age, your lips get smaller and like I get all that stuff. But like some people are like, so extreme with it and so many really really young girls for the past few years have been getting it and that's like disappointing you know yes Tammy um I completely agree with you on that is you know just sticking to things that are healthy and natural and that are not going to be toxic it's really the best way to go overall i think again if you use things that are really good you're consistent with it you're going to see long-term results you know going and you know getting these things put into your body um they become rather addicting for a lot of people and you know you like you mentioned the lips well you know when i worked in beverly hills the amount of women that would come in with a picture of Pamela Anderson, big breasts, big lips, small weight. That was a look they wanted. They made that real clear immediately. That's what they wanted. And, you know, that look of the big lips, uh, most women and men don't really find it attractive. I mean, if a woman is doing it because they think men find it attractive, so many men I've spoken to, the ones that get these really big lips, they don't find it attractive. It's all about, yeah, you can have your lips injected, but subtly and where it helps to shape a little bit. But these, the look of the big lips, I mean, most people really don't like it. And there are those that I've had women, especially when I worked at Beverly Hills, I mean, they flat out would just say, well, I want to be noticed. Well, that will get you noticed. And so they just, once they figure if they're going to do something, they want it to be visible, whether it be extreme Botox, your lips done, getting big breasts done. Um, you know, plastic surgery has many benefits and it has some downsides as well. You know, there's a, a saying that 
an amazing doctor who I knew out in California actually told me that I never forgot. And, you know, it certainly applies to implants with what I do, but it applies to other surgeries as well. Some of the best surgeries he told me he's done are the ones he hasn't done, meaning the women he's actually turned away that wanted something that was either too extreme or unrealistic and he would be unable to meet their expectations or it would be too risky and unhealthy and that's a thing i never forgot and it holds true with so many things that some of the best surgeries or injections that are ever done are the ones that are not done i wanted to ask with all this talk of botox and uh skincare is you know a lot of what our skin shows is a result of the things that we're actually ingesting so i was wondering if you could give us a little bit of information on um i'm seeing like collagen powder that you could mix in with drinks and other supplements so if we could dive into that i think that would be really awesome yes i think that's a great topic in fact um you know i had my own nutrition center for a long time. It was a um, health center, but we had all types of nutritional products. So I do know a lot about nutritional products and, you know, it is an unregulated industry. So you have to really get them from trusted sources. So you have to be really picky with that. And I definitely want to address the one you just said is about, because it's been the biggest one the last couple of years is these collagen powders. And uh, I can't tell you how many companies have approached me to try to sell it, endorse it, whatever. And I know a lot about skincare and a lot are touted to improve your skin along with, you know, joint health. And I've done so much research into these collagens and I do know what to look for. It's got to have these certain type of collagens and proteins in there in order to work. And I think if I can remember the number correctly, I have researched over the last about year, let's say about a year, 48 different collagen products. And after doing the research, I tried a few of them that seemed good. And out of all of those collagens, only two did I find that actually work, and one was a superior one. And then as I researched and reached out to some friends I still know in California, it is the one that, like the nutritionists for the celebrities, actually gets them on because it does work. It does help your skin. It helps your joints. So. Most of the collagens out there, unfortunately, don't work. They really don't. But I did find a couple that do work and one that is definitely the superior one. So you do have to be really picky about it. Um, so, and it is one of the most sought after products and certainly one of the products I'm asked about most often is collagen and you know, that, is a big one for skin and joint health. So um, unfortunately, most don't work, but there are a couple out there that um, do from my research and personal experience with it. Um, 
any other thing that you want me to address as far as uh, nutritional products? I, you want me to talk about like some diet, some dietary things that I like that could help you look better. Um, so anyway, um, one of the most common things in my industry with helping women that are explanting. See, when a woman gets sick from her implants, what happens is her immune system gets overloaded by either the foreign body, the chemicals, the body goes into what's called a pro-inflammatory state, it's full of inflammation, and then you get this subset of symptoms. So reducing inflammation is paramount to feeling better. And we know from research, inflammation is the cause of many illnesses and diseases. So keeping our inflammatory markers low, very important. So an anti-inflammatory diet is what we recommend for all of our patients. And I've had women just two weeks into an anti-inflammatory diet, see a difference in their pain, the inflammation goes down. No, it's not a miracle, it doesn't replace explanting, but it's one of those things during the pre-surgical preparation stage that I recommend to everyone is go on an anti-inflammatory diet. Now, does everyone have to go on it in general? No, of course not. But if your body has inflammation, I highly recommend it at least for a period of time. Um, I think the biggest one, and I know the one I get asked about the most, and I'm sure you guys have come across it, maybe tried it, is intermittent fasting. And that seems to be the biggest one today. Um, and for a lot of people, it is the answer. I have to say, for so many people that have tried so many different diets or diet products, intermittent fasting is the one thing that has worked for people when nothing else has. Now, there's two ways you can approach it. One is you can just go 16 hours without eating. Yes, you can have water and black coffee, but nothing else for 16 hours. Then you can pick whatever time frame you want. It doesn't really matter. Um, and then there's the people that will eat once a day. And then there's the group that kind of where I would fit into that within that window around the 16 hours, we'll eat twice a day. And that for me, and I've done it off and on. And the one time I did it for a period of time where I was running a lot and I was trying to get a little bit thinner and so i wanted to do something where i could get a little bit thinner it was when i weighed hit 200 pounds and i knew at a lighter weight i felt better running so i was trying to get down to like 175 180 and i did the intermittent fasting uh, i did eat twice during that window and i was able to lose that 25 pounds and it worked, it, you know, the first couple of weeks, yes, it's an adjustment, um, does take a little bit of willpower, but after that initial couple of weeks, it just became a routine. My body got used to it. Um, my blood sugar levels felt completely fine during the day, as long as I would hydrate with water. 
And uh, for many people, it has been the answer to not only losing weight, but to lowering their cholesterol, uh, sometimes their blood pressure. Um, a lot of people will go on it if they've had a cardiovascular event. Um, so for general health reasons, uh, you know, also the one thing, you know, when I am asked about anti-aging, the one thing that without question is proven, and it's been proven for a long time, is calorie reduction. If you minimize your calories, that is the most proven anti-aging and longevity thing that you can possibly do for yourself is most of us consume too many calories, even if it's healthy calories. Calories are calories. And I think the one thing to keep in mind is, you know, there's a lot of fancy words and terminology used out there to impress us. But unless your body is going into a calorie deficit, you're not going to lose weight. Plain and simple, if you lose the calories that you're ingesting, if you reduce the amount of calories, doesn't matter about protein, doesn't matter about the fat, if you ingest less calories, you are going to lose weight. Uh, it's been proven. I mean, uh, examples have been given to me by doctors. Uh, look at people, I know it's an old example, but during World War II, look at all the prisoners of war that were put on minimal rations just to survive. Did you ever see an overweight prisoner of war? Never, because they were given so little calories and that would be even with no exercise or maybe a little bit of walking at the most. So the one proven thing, getting around all the nonsense that's out there is calorie reduction. That's number one, that if you reduce your calories, you're going to lose weight. If you go into a calorie surplus, you're going to gain weight. And that's where your body stores fat is when you're in a calorie surplus, your body's defense mechanism says, oh, I have to store this fat because I'm being given this because I guess I might need it in the future. So your body stores extra fat. So this is without a doubt the most proven and you know when you think about it also who really came up with the three square meals a day was it science no exactly no no it was all the food companies that said well you had to have cereal in the morning you know kellogg's is actually the one that started you got to have cereal cereal in the morning well most cereals are pretty unhealthy as we know um so what we are seeing every day on television, um, seeing on our phones, is not necessarily the best thing for us. It's not necessarily what is proven to work, but we're being told this is normal. So I think we have to keep an open mind about many things because now we know more and more about what really works, things like calorie reduction, and intermittent fasting.
is that um, when we talk about calorie deficit and um, calorie surplus, that it's important to know that like you're eating the right things for your body as well and what calories you need to function. And that's going to be including um, your working out. What is your fitness goal? I know that that's really important. Um, and so we can say, you know, eat less, move around more. But it's in the world today where we're we see all these fitness people online that that's that's the, what they're presenting. And so, of course, since that's their job, they're doing it the best they can. And so it can get really difficult um, just for I know, especially women in a mental state to see um, these women are like, oh, do this 20 minute workout at home and you look like this. And they're not talking about the food or they're talking about the food, but that might not be um, really what's lined up you know, how your body is meant to operate. So all those things are really important to, to take in. So are we, are we overeating? How can we reduce our eating? But how can we also give our body the fuel that it needs to accomplish those goals? And so that's going to be, um, you're going to reap all the benefits. So not only will you feel better, look better. Um, and then of course the anti-aging the anti-aging by giving your body what it needs to produce all the things that make you flourish in life. So I, I felt like that was really important to touch on right at that moment. Um, and then I will toss it over to Tammy. What you got? But all good information, Jeff. Thank you so much for um, for all your insight. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and learn something new every time we speak. I just really love having you for as a guest on our show. Well, thank you. I appreciate both of you having me on it. Uh, it's always a pleasure and it's always great to bring, you know, up to date, legitimate, valid information to people so they can, you know, get the results they want. They can do things that are good for them and they can take an active role in their own health because ultimately you're responsible for what you put in your body, whether it's food, supplements, medication, devices. You get one body and you've got to make the right choices. So we all have to take personal responsibility for it. And you can do amazing things with just a little bit of knowledge. Before you go, hit follow and share with a friend. Wake up to a new episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast every Tuesday.